0: get started i'm joe and i'm brian and we are where is the rule and we bring you a weekly board game walkthrough
1: during season one we'll be focusing on introductory games that everyone should know and allow you to step into the world that is board games during today's episode we'll
0: give you a basic details of the game what you need to know to set it up what the turns look like we'll also walk you through what makes the game come to a finish and at the end, we'll talk about our experiences and how to win and if we recommend this game. For today's game, we'll be playing as gem merchants during the Renaissance, mining for gems and creating shops to please the nobles of our town. Today, we are opening the rulebook on Splendor.
1: On the box, the game takes 30 minutes of playtime.
0: And I agree with that. About 25 to 40, depending on the group.
1: You can only play between two to four players. Board Game Geek says it's best with three. I agree with that, only because I've played the most with three people, and it seems to be the most fun. For ages, it is 10 and up recommended. I will say that this game can definitely be played with a younger audience.
0: Absolutely. It gets into the basics of resource collecting and engine building.
1: Now, where is the rulebook?
0: Once you open the box, you will find five different gem tokens. There's seven of each. There's seven emeralds, diamonds, sapphires, onyx, and ruby tokens. There's also five gold tokens which are jokers also known as
1: wilds. In the box there's also 90 different cards. These cards are development cards which the backs are colored and there's a little dot indicating what level they are. You have 40 of them that are level one. You have 30 of them that are level 2, and 20 that are level 3. The different levels just represent tiers. It doesn't necessarily mean anything in the game, just that it takes more resources to buy them. On each of these cards, there's just a picture. The picture is arbitrary, but what's really important is there are three different key points. On the top left, you have a number, which is your victory points or prestige points that you need to win with. On the bottom right... Or the top right, I'm sorry, is the gem for a bonus gem. And the bottom left is how much it costs to buy this development card with gems. You also will find 10 noble
0: tiles. Each noble tile is worth three prestige points. And on the left-hand side is how many development cards you need to gain their favor. And to set up the game, you will shuffle each development card by level... Place them on the table and then place four face-up in each row. So there'll be three rows of development cards. You also will shuffle the, the noble tiles and place them across the top.
1: And it's one more noble than the number of players you're playing with. And there are some changes if you have a two or three player game. For two players, you need to remove three of the gem token colors from each of the piles, except for the gold. And since you have two players... That means you have three noble tiles, since yours is two plus one. And if you have three players, you need to remove two tokens of each gem color from the pile. Again, the gold will stay the same. This also means you'll have four noble tiles. And the gems are placed on the side of the play area, and that's the
0: entire setup of the game. Youngest
1: player goes first
0: and the game comes to an end when a player reaches 15 prestige points from development cards or noble cards you then complete the current round and whoever has the most
1: prestige points wins if there happens to be a tie the winner goes to the player with the least number of development cards And if there's still a tie then it's a tie everyone wins (laughs) absolutely and during your turns you can do one
0: of four actions You first can take three gem tokens from the stockpile of different colors or you take two gem tokens of the same color, but this action is only possible if there's at least four available in
1: that color. You can purchase one face-up development card from the middle of the table using any of the gem tokens you have available to buy the one that's noted in the bottom left of that card or a previously reserved one. What reserve is, is the last action you're allowed to take is you can take any card that's face up on the table or that's face down on the top of the stack and put it in your hand and take a gold token, which essentially is the wild. By doing so, it's in your hand, it's hidden, and you can have a max of three in your hand at a time, but you can't discard them. You can only play them to get them out of your hand.
0: As your turn ends, you replace any reserve cards or purchase cards that you did during your turn from the face-up piles. Next, you check to see if you have 10 or less gem tokens in your hand. If you have more than 10, you must discard back down to 10. You also then check to see if you've gained the interest of any of the nobles. The nobles all have favors on the bottom of their card, and if you have the development cards to match that, you get that noble. But you only get one noble per turn, and even if you meet multiple. Maybe next turn, they'll still be there for you to have. And all nobles are worth three prestige points towards the end of the game. And that's the entire game. Joe, what
1: do you do to try to win? For me, the best strategy I find is just to buy whatever development card you can. You start with no gem tokens, so just taking a random assortment of gems that match most of the colors on the board. Obviously, start with level one because they're the cheapest. They're not worth anything, but... I'm not trying to get points off the bat. I'm just trying to get those bonus gems because every development card in the top right is a gem you just have forever. So I will have random cards and my strategy is not to have a strategy. <laughs> I just have whatever I have. And then from there, I just take whatever's the most opportune card. Do you play de- defense by reserving cards or do you try to just buy whatever you have available? Not really. I have friends that play like that where they try to one-up you by, oh, you have enough. I'm just going to take this card and reserve it. But often I find it just hurts them more than it hurts me because I'll just be like, okay, I'll buy something else. (laughs) Uh, What about you, Brian? What do you do? Yeah,
0: I do basically the same thing, but a little bit more strategy because I tend to look at the nobles and I try to focus on two of them. Um, and if I can start getting those development cards that will get me those nobles later in the game, but I do the same thing. I just buy as many level one cards as I can. Um, they're fairly cheap. Like you said, um, they're not worth any points, but they get you those points later. There's also 40 of them. Like you're not going to run out. Yeah, absolutely. You, I've never ran out
1: of any of the piles in this game.
0: Would you recommend this game to friends, family?
1: Absolutely. I think this is the perfect all around game. Like, it's simpler than Catan, so you could play it with a younger audience. But it's also because it's so simple, I think it creates a really cool dynamic when you play with a seasoned audience because everyone knows what they're doing. So now you have more intricate gameplay. <laughs> yeah, totally agree. I mean, I've probably had this game
0: four or five years. Um, We played it a bunch when we first got it um, and we just recently started playing it again. And really, like you said, it ages well. It doesn't matter if you're all beginners and you've never played a board game really before or if you're playing with people who are playing for 10 plus years. The strategies
1: change, but the game itself kind of holds up. So for Splendor, MSRP, this game goes for $45, the lowest it's ever tracked has been 23. Yeah. And TC Paintball in Traverse City,
0: Michigan has it on their shelf normally for $40.
1: What do you think is a fair price for this game?
0: I think the mid to high 30s is the most I would probably pay. I don't think I would pay the 45. Um, 40 is probably the most that I would want to pay for this game. It is a good game as a gift, um, which $40 seems to be a a decent idea for you know our upcoming birthday
1: or something like that. How about you? What I what I value a lot with is not just the gameplay, but like the material. The cards are really nice. The gem tokens are nice. Uh the the artwork on the cards are nice. There's not a lot in the box and you can't play with one person. You have to have at least another person to play with, which I do like that there's a two player option. We always look for two-player games. I mean,
0: one-player games I like also because I can play, obviously, by myself. um, But
1: two-player games are hard to find. At the end, I think that 30 to 40 is the sweet spot. On a sale, absolutely. I think this game is worth it. Yeah, and like you said, there's not much
0: in the box. But the box actually has cutouts for each type of development card. So you don't have to sort them out every game. They have spots for each of the gems, so again, you don't have to sort them out. It tends to stay pretty organized and makes the setup pretty easy. We've talked about this in the in the past. I don't think there's anything that I would do to you know
1: change the game or like a house rule, um, other than maybe playing to more points. Exactly. I was just about to interject. I was like, I think that if you have a good seasoned audience, play to 20, play to 25 just something to make the game go a little bit longer because I often find that if you're with people that are decent enough to play the game, you're never going to even buy that many tier three, uh, level three development cards. And they're worth like five, seven points sometimes and they're cool, but you need to know you can get to that point. Yeah. Some of them need like seven
0: or eight gems slash development cards, which is, I mean, a lot. Um, but yeah, I totally agree. I mean, you, have to check. I don't know if you could play much more than 25, because I think you would start running out of cards eventually. I've never gone that high, but yeah.
1: I have played with 20.
0: Yeah, i played 21, um, and they, I've never had a problem with the cards at that level. Like we mentioned, this game is kind of the entry level for resource collecting and engine building. Um, and for those who might not know, the engine building technique will be, you know, first turn you might start off kind of slow and then every turn you get going faster and faster um, or being able to purchase better cards because you have all the other cards behind you already. I think for me, Dominion comes to mind. Um, There's not exactly the same, but it's a deck building, engine building type of game um, that I've spent a lot of time with and that's kind of the first one that I think of. If you are in the Northern Michigan area, join us at TC Paintball on Saturday, September 25th for our very first game day from 1pm to 5pm, where we'll be opening up Small World. On that day, we'll be at the store to teach and play the game of Small World with anyone who can stop by.
1: This game and many others will be available to purchase during the event. You can always find our page on Instagram at instagram.com slash whereistherulebook or email us at whereistherulebook@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I hope you enjoyed this game walkthrough, and if it's been a while, I would highly recommend
0: grabbing this off the shelf and playing it again for a game night soon. For upcoming episodes, we'll be opening the rulebook on a few more staples like Pandemic and Small World. Check back every Wednesday
1: for new episodes. If you like this episode, please subscribe and leave us a rating on your podcast app today. This episode is sponsored by TC Paintball, local to Traverse City, Michigan. TC Paintball is a paintball, airsoft, tabletop, card, and board game store that excels at bringing in the community for all of us to enjoy our hobbies.
0: But all of these games either belong to one or both of us
1: and are not paid sponsorships. Also, to all of our listeners, you can receive 10% off all board games and 15% off featured board games each month just by mentioning to the cashier where is the rulebook to receive the discount at the register local to TC Paintball.
0: And a huge thank you to John Ransom for making our theme song. Again, if you're in the Northern Michigan area, come play games with us at TC Paintball, or at least stop in and see them for your next board game purchase. And if you love the theme song as much as us, check out Jack Pine for more music with John.
1: Thanks for playing.